Welcome to episode 26 of the Pay to Play podcast. For the first time ever, Frank and James are recording from, no, oh, excuse me, no, that'll be the second time ever. We did one episode with Frank in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah, in Frank in Florida. Uh, but we are now attempting a, a long distance podcast that's a new era for the Pay to Play. Uh, and so I am James Edukowski, and Frank, you're with, there with me. Sorry I didn't introduce you earlier, but uh, how are you doing, Frank? It's been a little while. I'm good, James. I'm really good. You know, work's been keeping me busy. Uh, you know, I am a little sad that we have to do this distance, but, you know, I think we're going to make it work. And we're, we're going to have a great podcast here. Should I just get right into the fun fact? Yeah, go for it. I think we're going to be stronger for this, for sure. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we got a couple fun facts about animals. Uh, they're just kind of interesting things I saw this week. Um, I love animal facts. I don't know, James. But the first is a snail can sleep for three years at a time. I mean that's just that's just incredible stuff. That's kind of like, uh, are you in a coma? Are you are you good? The snail could be good the whole time, but just probably like, just I, slumbering. I, I t- like three years, like a lot can happen. Lose yeah. you, like a snail would probably lose his wife, lose like his pets. Well, yeah, it's pets especially. Um, what are, <laughs> what's their lifespan? Is my question there? Like three years in a month? I don't know. But uh, also, yeah, no, that it literally says a snail's like lifespan is three years, so like it could sleep its whole life away. That's sad. Let's not sleep our lives away. It's six hours a night only, mm-hmm. maybe eight sometimes. All right, another little fun fact about animals: a shrimp's heart is located on its head. Uh, not really <laughs> officially, but basically the way shrimp look, uh, it looks like they're in two pieces, and the heart is within the head region of the two pieces. So. You know, people th- sometimes say you think with your head or your heart shrimps, they're in the same spot. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm a shrimp fan, so that's actually – like, I'm, shrimp's actually one of the healthier options to eat. So now I know that no no part of the shrimp is safe. You're going to start grilling up some shrimp in, uh, in Raleigh? Yeah. Actually, the uh, popular dish down here is shrimp and grits. I went to brunch this past weekend Ooh. and uh, – um, mm-hmm kind of an interesting take on things it's i'm not saying i prefer it to say anything that regular in brunch but it's an interesting um interesting move yeah that's that's weird well uh let's get right into sports i say yeah and, I, and I what's agree. what's what's first on the ballot um so i'll let you i'll let you kick it off because i actually didn't get to watch the fight i was busy trying to make friends down here that was my big issue so i did not watch uh, the the UFC action this weekend, and I know there was a really good card of action, so I'll let you handle that one. Yeah, Stipe Miocic, uh, Stipe Miocic uh, Cleveland native. He is heavyweight champion once again. He beat Daniel Cormier in the fourth round with a knockout. Uh, just unbelievable stuff. He was, uh, you know, he was getting his ass kicked, James, to be honest. The first first couple rounds started turning around towards the end of round three. And uh, started going to the body, you know, head, body, head, um, and just uh, wore Cormier down and regained the belt. Um, you know, fireman from Cleveland that just does UFC in his free time. Just an incredible story. I'm just happy for him. Yeah, that's an, an insane story. And I, I did get a little bit of a recap. I, I, I read it a little bit. And, um, of course, that doesn't do uh, a fight justice. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. Yeah. So It was a rematch. He was the underdog. I, I put 10 to win 11 on him, and boom. Wow, I thought I thought I thought I was in trouble after round one, but it, it worked out. That's, that's a feel-good story all around, then. Especially <laughs> Nate, with the... yeah, Nate Diaz also returned to the UFC octagon, um, and he got a win as well. 
uh, as a slight underdog as well. So a couple underdogs uh, pulling through in UFC. But let's talk about another Cleveland team, uh, the Indians. The Indians I can talk about. I still have, <laughs> I'm still watching them down here. Um, and so they're two and a half games back after briefly – uh, recovering the division lead over Minnesota, but both teams are still kind of hot as can be. Um, I think you can still technically say the Indians are the best team in baseball since June, like started June 4th, I think, or something like that. Um, yeah. So they're doing well, but of course, Minnesota has a cakewalk of the rest of their schedule. So it'll be interesting as things play out here down the stretch. The Indians will still get their cracks at them uh, coming up. They still have, I think, six or seven matchups with them maybe i'm maybe i'm uh i think it's six six, six. okay six sounds about right six and, and they're but they're both like later yeah yeah they are and they're both weekend September. matchups yeah they're both weekend yeah. matchups they should be exciting it'll be a lot of fun it'll be a lot of fun but i'm games i mean the last few outings uh or anything Cody, hey, I'm having a little technical uh, difficulty. I, I think I am too. So um, your your voice sounded a little <laughs> bad there. We'll see if we can edit this out, listeners. If we're unable to edit this out, it's because we're using a new platform, trying to improve pay to play uh, using the distance me- method. But uh... <laughs> it's just our first episode of distance. We'll make it better. But all right, back back to the your yeah. So uh, Brad Hand, a guy that had been basically lights out the first half of the season, ran into some trouble just before the All-Star break, uh, didn't look good in the All-Star game either, and then it's kind of carried over and he's just not been himself. Um, the thing about him that has always worried me a little bit is he doesn't have overpowering stuff. He throws like 95 max and like a 90... Yeah, normally 90, 94, 93. Yeah, a 93-mile-an-hour fastball is not typical out of closers in this day and age. So I don't... That's the one thing, and then if he hangs a slider after that, Lord knows that thing could go to Timbuk too, and a couple people have taken him there. Um, so I, I, I'd say he is vulnerable. Um, it, it's been apparent kind of the last couple months now. I think there's enough season left, though, to see if he gets it together for the playoffs or if we have to make some type of bullpen The thing switch. is we don't really have anyone else that lights out like – that we'd want to close a game with. Like, Nick Wickren doesn't scare me anymore then. I kind of like Perez, man. Oliver. Oliver. Oliver comes with, like, the quick pitch every, like, third pitch. He does, like, he holds his his line. He is. He's, he's, he, it's a different pitch every time. He's crafty. I will say that about Oliver Perez. He's yeah, crafty. He's, he's very interesting. I don't mind that as a closer. But, I mean, I'm going to stick with Brad Hand to see what I think get. you got to stick with Hand basically the rest of the season. I, I don't know if there's a viable option. Perez is maybe the lone guy. But I like him being the guy that you insert <laughs> in those high-leverage situations like an Andrew Miller of years past. I mean, obviously, they're different pitchers as well. But I think Perez is a guy that's good in those high-leverage spots. Uh, yeah. Well, what if the playoffs started today? What what is the matchup? So Indians would host a wild card game with Tampa Bay, the Rays. I I would love. I think we'd be fine in a wild card game. I'm not saying I'd love it, but as things sit currently, I'd much rather play the New York Yankees, which is what the wild card winner would do, and Minnesota would play Houston. And I think the Astros would absolutely dominate the Twins. But uh, that's just my take on things. Houston, I think, could have a little bit better record by the end of the season than the Yankees, but. I don't know, Gio Urshela and the Bronx Bombers, man. 
things you'd never think G- you'd hear. Gio Urshela is leading the Yankees in batting average. I'm yeah, pretty sure. that is insane. He, he would have a run at the batting title, but um, he does not currently have enough um, at bats to qualify for the MLB batting title. So, it, can if he, he plays there? every every day for the rest of the season, yes, he can. Um, I, I, I think he. I think there's a chance. So the official rule. Is you have to average three point one at bats per game your team plays. So like you need to have if uh, I think so. I'm I'm overcomplicating this a little bit. Let's just say he needs to play a lot. But Gio Urshela could legitimately be your AL batting champ. And I don't know what planet we're living in that that's a reality, but it is. What did we trade him for? Did we just drop? Him? We DFA'd him, and the Blue Jays picked yeah. him up. He sucks for the Blue Jays. Yankees grab him. Next thing you know, he's fucking the next. Is he juicing? Next thing you know, he's the best third baseman since sliced bread. I don't know. <laughs> Still not as good as J Ram. J Ram is. It, it, I'm glad he's back to what he used to be. I got. I got yeah. really scared about him for a second there. And then a quick rundown of the NL playoff situation. We have the uh, Cubs and Nationals right now. Would be the wild card game. The winner of that would take on the uh, first place Dodgers, and then uh, Atlanta Braves versus St. Louis. Yeah, the, the, the Cardinals, Cardinals are. I think they technically are tied with um, the Cubs right the now Cubs. for the the lead, uh, but I think they have the tiebreaker or something of that nature. And, well, that's. I, I mean, Dodgers are obviously the favorite, but you can't you can't rule out any team there. No, really. No, I I think that it's a very I, I like Atlanta too. Very even year in the world of baseball, besides maybe Houston's yeah. pitching staff, which scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I kind of like almost win. Hopefully, we're winning the wild card game. If if Houston would be the two, yeah, that would be ideal. I, I would rather play the Yankees over Houston. Yep. I think, uh, without a doubt. But all right, let's move on to college. Yeah, football. college football. So last time we had Ben Gossier on, and he gave us a little bit of a. Uh, some insight on his takes in, in the college football world. We did some over under win totals for teams, but this he's a high school football guy. Yeah. Now we're, now we got to move on a little bit, move up the ladder. Um, and Frank looking at the college football playoff, very difficult to uh, pinpoint all four teams correctly, but I know um, the uh, vast majority of analysts think it's another Bama Clemson year. And we kind of did get, I think we asked Ben about that briefly, but uh, you and I don't don't think so on that. I think we have uh, some conflicting opinions ourselves. So uh, let's see if we can um, talk it out a little bit. See see exactly what we got <laughs> um, in store here. All right, I just I'm just calling it um, like it's a pretty you you kind of want to put the top four teams in or like four of the top five, yep. regardless of how you want to pick it. But I decided to go with. Uh, a little bit of an underdog out of the SEC. Um, I'm going with Ohio State out of the Big Ten. I think we have a pretty easy schedule. We do have some trap games, but um, Justin Fields' name started today. I think he's going to get it done. He's a big-time recruit, big-time transfer from Georgia. Uh, you got to go with Trevor Lawrence. You have Clemson and Ohio State as well. We, I still have Cle- Clemson in it. Just I don't think the ACC is anything, anything that he's worried about. And then uh, I have Oklahoma out of the Big 12. Uh, Jalen Hurts also just officially named starter. Um, I think he's going to get some revenge uh, this year. 
you know, he, he's like 26 and two as a starter and he, he's going from one powerhouse program to another. So I don't see why he doesn't keep winning. And then my underdog pick is Florida, the Florida Gators chomp, chomp. Um, I have them winning the sec uh, sneaking by Alabama in the sec title game. And they're going to get into the playoff with a loss. Wow. Hmm. I, uh, don't necessarily agree with you on that one, but uh, <laughs> hey, they uh, they bring in a great defense year in year out. I don't, I can't say I know enough about them to completely. Felipe Franks, Felipe Franks, last name Franks, my name's first name's Frank. I just, it's gonna work. The Florida Gators and they play this weekend. Yeah, they do. On Saturday they to open things up. Great game, actually. The U versus Florida, the in-state rivalry. In-state rivalry. That game is gonna be at seven thirty. I want to say. This Saturday, um, Florida's minus seven and a half at the U. I'm pretty sure, or maybe just a neutral stadium in Florida. But uh, I'm I'm taking the Gators in it, James. All right, I uh... I'll tell you right now, lock it in. That's my lock of the week. Uh, I, we said we were going to talk about it later, but I'm calling it it's your Gators, lock of Gators the week. All two, right, Gators by two touchdowns. All right, I like that. Because um, I was actually reading an article myself about how each team in the top 25 can make the college football playoff. And I was just to myself, that is a load of absolute shit. There's about 12 teams, I'd say, that have, like, any shot at it um, on a given year. And I hate to be uh, vanilla boring, but I do have four of the top five making it in this year. And I know that's no fun, um, but there's levels to uh, college football, Frank. Who was the rapper that said there's levels to this shit? I mean – yeah, there literally is, and it's it's what's wrong with the game though. Almost is that like Clemson and Alabama are too dominant right now. They they are, and I would love for it to not be that way at some point. I just don't see this year being the year where that exists. Um, so I have both of them. Ohio State, like you said, um, Ohio State's been the first team out the past two years, pretty much. Yeah, essentially. But like you said, Hopefully. Fields coming in, and what was he said something about like he was timed at running a four four. Like, he's going to add uh, a level of running that this offense didn't have last year. And that receiving core is nice. The, the receiving core is he doesn't nice. Have to, he doesn't have to be perfect with his throws. It's got to be good. Yeah, and I think we kind of saw them, the receiving core um, come alive last year. You might have a little drop-off in, in the balls you get from him as opposed to what you saw from Haskins last year, but um, I, you will see another level of dual threat with Fields. Um, Yep, I'm excited. Should be fun to watch. Florida Atlantic. We got Florida Atlantic. They should be yeah, scared. They should be scared. Yeah, um, into the shoe. And then my fourth All team. Right. Fourth team's a little bit of, I mean, it's not that crazy of a pick. It's the Georgia Bulldogs. Jake Fromm coming back. He's got the experience now. But you know what that means? I'm saying there's two SEC teams. And the only way that could really happen is if Bama and UGA play in the SEC championship. And it's a good-ass game, and I kind of think that's exactly what we'll see. I think they could both be undefeated. They do not play in the regular season. Um, so I'm saying UGA will take down Florida at some point during the – Do they both play LSU? Uh, I'm fairly certain that is correct. We can't sleep on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow uh, could could take the SEC by storm. He could. He very if, well could. If the flow if the flow's back, I'm going to have to see if he's got the flow. That That is a big TBD. And also, don't worry if Fields gets hurt at Ohio State because Chugs is going to be ready to get in there and make some and sling some throws around. <laughs> uh, it, if, I only, if only, if only. I think <laughs> Gunnar Hoke made this more of a competition than anyone expe- expected. But uh, 
Uh, obviously, we don't know him. We know Chugs. We uh, we like what he would bring to the table in an event. Yeah, that would call on that. Yeah, Chugs, dude, he hit. What, what was that game called again? With the Can first Jam. Game, what Can Jam. He hit the actual square to beat us. Yeah, like right away, like really early. He in called the game. it. He just said yeah. game over, like on one of the first throws, and next thing he was in. I don't know how that translates to throwing a football, but I bet I, I would bet on Seems him. like pretty good accuracy to me. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually right, absurd. Uh, that was a tough start to my Saturday <laughs> night. Well, no, we beat them the other two games. Yeah. No, yeah. Remember? Yeah, we're athletic. I know. We, we beat them in Beersby. We did beat them in Beersby. We just don't need to brag about or, it. In, fr- in Frisbee. In Frisbee. In Frisbee. Okay. He's an athlete. He doesn't drink. Sure. All right. Just like uh, all the other anything athletes. else, college football, or should we should we talk about our fantasy teams? Maybe um, we could do a little fantasy talk. I think that was the next up on the agenda. The NFL two two weeks down in the preseason, we got Niners and Broncos going on right now um, to cap off week two. Um, Niners minus one. Yeah, yeah, we are on Niners minus one. Shout out Bob Khalil for the uh, hot pick, Jimmy G. The hot tip. Yeah. Jimmy G is. Uh, We're gonna have hot tips all all season, guys. Hot tips. We got to get them out a little bit quicker, though. We're gonna find our strength here, uh, find our pace, the uh, distance. We can't let that come between us. No. Um, but yeah, uh, what's what's your team looking like? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, we had a fantasy draft last night. For those of you that don't know, our league is pretty pretty prominent. The Clark Morrison, uh, the Clark Morrison League, basically. Uh, in honor of our friend Clark Morrison, a <laughs> great guy. What, what we love guy. Clark. Uh, but uh, so <laughs> yeah, we had a, had a good draft a little bit earlier in the year than we liked, but it was basically to uh, make sure everyone was able to make it in time. I took Michael Thomas in the first round, and I later paired him up with Drew Brees. So I am going to ride the Saints' passing game to hopefully a playoff appearance. Um, and then on top of that. My first two running backs selected were a little iffy, but I went Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. So not all that consistent in the running back game. But um, if there's one player I'd like to say to watch out for this year, I love Delaney Walker in Tennessee. Uh, Coming off an injury-plagued 2018 season, um, had very good years 2015 to 2017. I, I like what he can do in that offense from a tight end perspective. That was a pretty late pick, too. It, I thought he did. Him. He kind of fell a little bit. So that's um, that, that was my perspective there. And then I'll give one big sleeper on my team. But, Frank, I'll do that after you talk about yours a little bit. All right. Well, I was the number four pick, and I, I went David Johnson over Zeke. Uh, those are really the two top-ranked guys left. Uh, I think David Johnson has a great year, and you know why I paired with him in the backfield in the later round? Kyler Murray. That's going to be That's going to be my starting quarterback. Uh, week one uh, with Jameis Winston in a contract year as my backup right now. I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, to match up with David Johnson, I took Chris Carson. Uh, Carson, yes, Seattle. Uh, I think he had the third most yards last year in the NFL or something. or Maybe not third most, but like 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns or something. He was like one of four guys. So he had a big year, uh, and they actually lost one of their running backs, even though they have Rashad Penny. Um and then also I took Keenan Allen at receiver, T.Y. Hilton at receiver, and Chris Godwin in my slot. Yeah. So Godwin's a guy that's been I, talked up a bit. Cool. I know. So I have him in my slot. I'm, I'm excited to see. I got Larry Fitz on the bench. 
uh, Lamar Miller on the bench. So I like my team. I think I got a lot of depth. I don't love the quarterback positions necessarily, but Kyler Murray might get some rushing yards, and I think rushing yards can really help uh, points. All right. Yeah, I, I like that strategy. I followed the same ideology by taking Lamar Jackson. I took him as my backup. Um, and so I do, I do like having one of those guys that can spark like that. I don't know if I would trust him in my starting role, kind of like you are, but uh, who knows? We'll uh, we'll see once uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see. the Cardinals take the turf. Uh, I think Kyler Murray can throw, too. That's the thing. He can not only run, he can throw. So my sleeper, I don't know if it's that crazy of a pick. I really don't think it is. But um, David Montgomery, um, Giants – or no, not the Giants. I'm an idiot. The Chicago Bears. The Bears took him to replace Jordan Howard. And so – it basically puts Tariq Cohen, their uh, pass catching back, along with Montgomery. And as a rookie running back, you, you never really know what you're going to get. But I could see him being one of those guys that just jumps onto the scene. Um, and so I actually have him on my bench right now, but he might get a spot in my in my flex if uh, if all goes well. He, got, he has to perform well in the preseason. I'm, I'm watching him intently. Yeah, I took Darius Geis as well um, out of LSU. Uh, he's going to be backing up AP in Washington, but maybe AP has another injury or something. Who knows? Yeah, because Geist didn't play Geist. at all last year due to his injury. Yeah, so he's not really a rookie, but basically a I think he is. Year. Yeah, he, he would be eligible for the rookie of the year, technically. There we go. All righty. Well, let's talk about our Sacco punishment. Um, do you have a good description of Yeah, it yeah, no, you showed it to us yesterday, and so we got to credit you with the idea. Um, uh, credit? No, credit to uh, Muzz. Muzz. Oh, actually. is it Muzz? All right. Muzz sent it into, or maybe Busser. I don't even know. Just one. Well, of them. regardless, the uh, sacco punishment this year is actually pretty interesting. Seeing as last year we kind of failed to enforce one, uh, we were due to put one together. Um, and so, the loser of the sacco, we do that via the playoffs. So it's not regular season losses. It's who loses three times in a row in the losers bracket um, come playoff yeah. time. And so the loser of that will have to uh, basically take a day off from the rest of their life and go on a Greyhound by themselves to a remote city within four hours of their home. Of the winner's up, choosing, yeah. yeah, the winner of the league's yeah, choosing. Yeah, so that location is determined by the winner. Um, but we do like to make it four hours that way. They can, one, get there and back in a day, but also have time to check out all the beautiful amenities of whatever random-ass town that they are going to. <laughs> uh, and they are supposed to take some pictures at the local art museum, uh, basically find someone to take a picture of them on the street holding a sign saying, I, I suck at fantasy football, post that to a social media. Uh, really just make one out of the 365 days of the year for that person. Kind of a living hell. Um, <laughs> no, come on. They'd get a meal. They'd get to meet the locals. I want to send them up to like somewhere near Toledo, I feel like. if I uh, Maybe Toledo itself. The, uh, Not, I don't know about Toledo itself, but I, I think I'd like to learn a little more little more about the uh the rust belt up there somewhere between toledo and south bend indiana i would pick anywhere between those two <laughs> maybe pat riley and fort wayne or something like that although you wouldn't wouldn't yeah. want to let him have a friend during that ex, ex, no, um, no no excursion but yeah i think that'll be All very right. funny and we could probably make that happen like over well that's funny i was gonna say like winter break or something like that but damn we're in the real world that doesn't really exist anymore yeah well uh What's, what's next? Uh, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit more. I mean, we don't really need to do too much more NFL. I think we can kind of move. Well, well RIP Cedric Benson. Yeah, uh, shoot. 
Yeah, that was a sad story. Someone said he was almost as he was almost like Ricky Williams, but he wasn't. Huh. That is no, Uh I I was a little struck by that news because I remember watching him at University of Texas. Like he was probably one of my first like I don't know why He was so good there. He was terrific there, yeah. They had some good was he with Vince Young now that I'm thinking about it? Yes. Yeah, the two of them were uh they were a fun duo to Tandem. watch. Yeah. Tandem. Um, but, yeah, so RIP him. But let's move on. Uh, our 1v1 bet is still pending from last last episode. Uh, James has not played golf yet down there. I, um, I have but... identified someone that will go with me. So we got that much closer. Um, so I will have at least a partner to play with, and he'll keep me in the line. The over-under is a 44. Wow. I, I... Once again, on nine holes. And so at this point, I haven't played since uh, – the first week of August. So it's been a couple of weeks. Clubs are down here though. Um, courses are apparently pretty cheap. They are about the same price as Cleveland area. So I'm excited about that. I'm hoping to get out this Saturday if all goes well. Um, so if uh, ideally we'll have an update on that and we'll have a new one V one bet for our next episode. Um, and then, so Frank, I think we can on the, on the terms of betting, um, I don't know about you. I didn't really have any sad beats this past week, so um, you can tell me what you think there. But no, I, I mean, I had a little kind of like a weird bet that wasn't a sad. It was kind of glad, I guess. I had two pushes in a three-team parlay, which is pretty weird. Uh, and it was five to win twenty-eight, but I technically walked away winning four dollars on it because, like, one of the bets won and two pushed. So were those spreads, like NFL spreads? Or... It was. It was no. It was over under runs in baseball. Ah. I took a like a Rockies uh, over or under thirteen. It hit thirteen, and I had a Yankees game under eleven, and it hit eleven. That's and then Indians under nine and a half. It hit like six. That's that's actually probably <laughs> more impressive than a, a than yeah, winning. I will say that. I know, but yeah. So it was an interesting beat. All right, just a weird beat. All right. So then, also in terms of betting we will have some locks out for this weekend with college football starting up you already kind of gave yours with the um i'd love to see that line go to six and a half on florida but i yeah so i am not quite prepared for the weekend i i kind of like it at plus seven and a half i like the you in that but i'm not it's not my lock we'll have those tweeted out um for the weekend should be a good weekend the weekend before labor day weekend so i mean this one's kind of like a tease it's like hey you're almost there yeah, well, we got we got at least a little bit of stuff, but yeah, let's uh, move in. Let's move into the market. Yeah, absolutely. And what a week it was last week for the stock market. So Frank, we saw some volatility in both directions. Um, kind of maybe probably the worst day of the year um, at a point. Was that last week or am I imagining? Yeah, this? on Wednesday. On Wednesday, the Dow had its like third biggest drop in points in history. But you don't really need to look at points, as I always say. <laughs> Because it's technically not close to like the third biggest drop in percent. Okay. Because the points are so much bigger than they used to be in like the fifties. Uh-huh. But yeah, so big drop, over a three percent drop uh, th- throughout the middle of last week. Uh, but uh, some recovery at the end of the week, and actually some push up at the beginning of this week. Um, still, the S and P slumped one percent last week. The Dow dropped one and a half percent, and the Nasdaq retreated point eight percent. And, yeah, there's just a lot of uncertainty with uh, trade talks. You know, Trump now is saying that talks are going well again uh, this week, and that's why the market's responding positively. Um, but it's just – it's, the, it's The one funny. thing that is very, very 
intriguing to me, and we've talked about it a good amount on this podcast, but it's just like certain words from certain people can sway what happens during the day and the value of several different corporations. Like Trump's one of those people, Powell's one of those people, and it's their words that literally can shape, make or break a day. It's his, it's his tweets, dude. It's the Trump Twitter. Yeah. There's, there's definitely bots on Wall Street that are just trading off of Trump's tweets. Oh, like, without a doubt. Trying to analyze the sentiment instantly. Without a doubt. Like that. That's that's how these markets work. They move quick. Um, and yeah, any tweet can move the market one percent one day, one percent the other way. The you know what day. they're saying about yeah. the stock market these days? It's not your father's market. It, it's not. It's uh, no, dude. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. a new age. You got Cardiac Denocker in over there hammering out. Uh, God knows <laughs> what. In Chicago, dude, we need to talk. We need to talk to him. See what's going Gotta on. Gotta have him come on the pod. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's an analytics nut. I think he would be he would be great to talk some interesting market strategies. And I think he might be a, a future guest now that I bring him up. Yeah, classic Ohio State grad, um, just an outgoing great guy. Yeah, but, <laughs> but another thing that I saw this week, James, was that the the U.S. budget gap is actually ballooning even further. Um, th- through July. Um, we've had 867 billion in uh, our deficit, so that's an adding addition to our debt, and that's a 27 percent increase from the same period a year earlier. And one of the biggest jumps actually was uh, tariffs from imports, which jumped 75 percent to uh, 57 billion from last year, just being 32 and a half billion. Huh. Oh, that you know, you caught me there. I did not have as keen of an eye on the budget deficit, um, but I mean, you know, like, well, like Republicans kind of were against raising the budget but now like it's kind of just no trump's in office the budget is getting i mean the the debt is getting bigger the budget hasn't really shrunk at all i that that's that's kind of all right well hey you got me there so i was ill prepared for market talk today i'll i'll I'll, uh, admit that um but well well there is something we can talk about yeah absolutely no, so going back to last week, and we are still technically in an earnings season, I think, kind of coming up at the end of it. Yeah, like probably last yeah, week. Probably like, I mean, there's there's always someone reporting, but like this, the, the, the girth wave, of earnings the wave, seasons. Yeah, the girth, the wave of... Uh, the, the real girth of the earnings season, right like the the, sh- the end of the shaft. End of the shaft, yep. Not at the girth, not at the girth of earnings season. Okay, you know yeah. I, mean? I, think, I think our listeners get it. <laughs> I think they do. Um, and so, yeah, last week uh, was my first week working for a company that finds themselves as part of the S&P 500 and whatnot. And uh, so they, we, ha- we listened to an earnings call all together in a room, like me and everyone else in the program. Very interesting. Who do you work for? Uh, Cisco Systems, technically, uh, is their name. And, they- and you want to know, know something, listeners? I, after this earnings call, there's a hard dip. I buy the stock, and now James works for me. You know, James works to help his company, help me as an investor. I'm a part owner in the business that James is working for. And I have no reason to be able to refute that. Unfortunately, I am but yeah. working to create value for Frank in a weird way. Yeah, but talk about that earnings call. Uh, the, the stock dipped pretty hard, and that's why I bought in. I've been looking to get in on it. I think Cisco's a good company that you got there. Um, and so just tell me about what happened in the earnings call. And So yeah, I, I don't want to make this Cisco specific. I want it to be more so for everyone, like, uh, whatever stock you are investing in or you want to invest in, it is wise to give these calls a listen. In some respect, like what the heck is an earnings call? I'm going to go ahead and just throw that segment in there. I mean, I don't know if we've ever technically done that, but it's basically everyone gives their 
numbers for the quarter. Basically, finances goes down through their P&L statement, showing what kind of earnings per share they achieved. And all these analysts have their expectations out, and like they get some, they yeah. get some insight from like the CFO and people beforehand as to what kind of quarter and they like, had. But and guidance for future quarters, guidance on what what the company's you know strategic mission is. It's really like the, once a quarter that the the shareholder, like the owners of the company. We'll talk to the shareholders. Yeah, they kind of give them an update, tell them what their vision is going forward, et cetera, how they're dealing with the macro economic environment. Uh, and stocks move on earnings. If it's a positive guidance or positive numbers from the past quarter, they can jump up or the same way, the opposite. So in Cisco's case, this time they beat the earnings per share by uh, like maybe 1% or something like that. It was It was basically they met expectations, but their guidance for future quarters was not very strong. Basically, they lowered some of their expectations going forward, and stockholders did not appreciate that. That was not cool in their book. And um, so next thing you know, stock dips. Frank buys it. I work for him, in a sense. And (laughs) it doesn't sound that fun on paper. Uh, But, yeah, like, did the company, like, were you guys like nervous about the share price? You guys don't really care how the shares really move that much. No, we were playing bingo. We were playing bingo using uh, like cards with basically each block was um, filled with the phrase that we expected the CEO to say at some point during the call. So we we had some fun with it actually. I mean it it didn't really affect go. us too much. It, it's a it's a huge company and one call is not going to make or break the company. It, it, it's it's pretty sol- solidified. It's like a top twenty five um, market, market market cap. Yeah, and yeah. So, I think over two hundred billion. Two fifty. Yeah. So, well, they lost like fifty billion in that, that day. They were at like fifty-eight dollars. Now it's around forty-seven, forty-eight. You're right. I bought in at forty-seven. That's so. right. Yeah, but they—I yeah. mean—they improved on revenue. Um, they're at like fifty-one billion for the fiscal year nineteen. Uh, and as of today, there are sixty-nine days left in the first quarter for my my company. So I'm excited to get back get back into the office tomorrow. There's sixty-eight, but now my life revolves on quarters. Uh, can't. It sounds go. really fun. Can't wait. All right, let's move into uh, buy it or sell. That was good mark. That was good market talk. But let's talk buy it or sell. What are we buying or selling? Um, we haven't done this segment in a while. So what are we buying and selling? We haven't, but weeks? I think we've kind of come up with some good debates that uh, we haven't addressed in the meantime. So one of them, I know you're a big fan of. I'll let you go into giving your spiel for it. But Instagram, Instagram's for your kids, and we don't have kids <laughs> yet. But we're saying eventually, we'd both like to have some kids in our day, and I. I don't know about a parent making a, an Instagram for their kid. Uh, I'm buying the idea. I think it's, um, I think it's kind of funny to just like, I mean, it's a way to share pictures of your kid and your family with, uh, you know, your friends and people. I mean, people probably follow too many people on, but like on Instagram, but you know, you can actually keep updated, but I think it's funny and cool because then like you could just give the kid that Instagram when they turn like 12 or 13 or whatever. And you feel like they're good enough or old enough to go on Instagram, and then it becomes their Instagram for like life. That's that's my theory behind it, and why it's cool. So like the kid can just go back when he's like my age or something, or she she's my age, and can see like pictures from when she was one, two, three, four, all the way through. Huh. I so I don't know. I I like the idea of being able to share pictures of your kid and stuff. I just don't know if I want to put them out there like that and expose them to. To the internet without their consent. I'm a big uh, 
big fan of consent, not just sexually, but also in terms of how my kids are raised. So I want them to be cool with what media. Yeah, absolutely. The media cons- media consent, kind of, kind of like that. I, and I can't really force my I, uh, kid to. Uh, well, you can't. Well, if it's if it's your child, I suppose. Yeah, that's <laughs> technically under my control. Okay. But well, you're selling. Uh, I'm buying. yeah, I'm selling. You're buying. Um, and so next one that might be the same result. Two in one shampoos. Two in one shampoo and conditioner. I am gonna sell this idea because I did just buy a two in one conditioner, a two in one shampoo and conditioner, and uh, I also was in a hotel last week and I had the separate shampoo and conditioner. And I can't even explain to you how much better I think separate feels as opposed to the two-in-ones. I, I'm also selling this. Um, and I'm buying three-in-ones. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Shampoo, get, oh. conditioner, body wash. Just give me the whole thing. No, I, I, I kind of agree with you, actually. I, I would sell this. I, I don't condition every day, but every once in a while, a nice condition uh, really keeps the hair feathered and lethal. Feathered and so, lethal. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> And and the two and ones, I just don't know if they do it. So um, it, I think you definitely got to have a separate condition. I'm open to that debate. Like if someone recommends a good brand to me for a two and one, I'll try it. I I don't want to be out on the idea because it is more cost efficient. But I've yet to be satisfied. And I'm a big uh, Dove Men in Care. Um, men plus men care. plus care. Yeah. Um, men care jay wright uh i think he's got great hair the coach of the villanova wildcats he really sold me on them with one of his commercials and for whatever reason yeah. i've been like a two-year loyal customer to them now he he is a looker at jay wright Dil- i'm Dil- buying him Dilf alert Dilf alert all right all next, right next uh, up next up is a huge buy i am i took out a second mortgage and i am buying this idea taco bell beefy fritos burritos for one dollar this this beefy burrito has beef cheese fritos and like a lot of rice in it as well and it's one dollar like it is a full-on burrito with meat with rice with cheese and it's a dollar and i get like two or three of them and it's just the cheapest meal i could possibly have. and you're satisfied afterwards that's the most important part yep I uh, I mean Taco Bell people don't like it, but I do. I need to find Taco Bell down here. I've not seen one. I I assume they still exist. I don't think um, we're that far away from. Or I'm a little bit closer to the border actually of Mexico, but I don't think they have outlawed them down here. So I need to just go around one day and find one because I. Now that you just said that, like I am hungry for them. I haven't eaten dinner yet. It's about nine o'clock, and I am hungry. And I am hungry for uh, Fritos burritos. I might go drive right now and go get one. Let's go, Beefy Frito. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I live way too close. I've I've gotten like the Fritos burritos like five times in the last like three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're huge. I'm telling you, they're huge buy. I'm I'm buying call options. Call options. You you would just hope because they do change over their menu quite a bit. There's a lot of turnover on the Taco Bell menu. It's probably going to be gone in like a couple months. I really like the nacho fries. Nacho fries and the naked chicken chips were two of my favorites uh, just because of the nacho cheese associated with them. But those two fluctuate on or off. So Yeah, I was a I was a beefy nacho loaded griller guy. Those are still on the menu, but they're like very similar to this beefy Frito burrito. But these except are cheaper. The Frito burrito has has rice and is a dollar cheaper. Can't beat that. All right. So I think I mean that's just crazy. I think that's a good buy it or sell it for right now. Um I we they, we got right, some yeah. other ideas on the agenda, but we'll try and cut this episode 
to its normal length. Um, and so, Frank, the one in, on uh, segment we retired, one door closes, another one opens. No more Cleveland bucket list items because you're still there, but you might be going down to Columbus pretty soon. I'm in North Carolina. We're going to go with post-grad plans for the week. And so this could be whatever the fuck we want to do during the week. But what are we doing that's whatever unexciting? Whatever we got going on. What's exciting? Yeah. I don't know. So, Frank, what do you got exciting going on in your life? Uh, well, my mom told me I need to schedule uh, a yearly checkup uh, with a physician. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something I'm going to do this week. I All think, right. uh, really, really looking forward to that and scheduling that, um, like the, and beyond like the old physical, huh? Yeah. Like basically like the physical, just a year yep. checkup, you know, Good. I got, yeah, just want to keep an eye on some things, you know? And, uh, with that though, I'm also going to go to the Indians game Saturday night. Um, I have four tickets and, uh, we were talking about this before the game, James, should I go for it? Yeah, I think you should. Alrighty, if you're listening and you're the first one to DM the Pay to Play Pod at Pay to Play Pod on Twitter, you can get one of the four tickets with me and come to the game with me and a couple other buddies uh, this Saturday night. Wow! Um, I mean, wow! Quite, what a giveaway the from the podcast! Uh, what a giveaway from the podcast! But I'm excited for that. But James, it seems like you have some even more exciting things going on. This uh, week. You you could say that. You could say that as I continue trying to make friends down here, leverage some connections, etc. Um, I got, I found my way into a uh, country concert this upcoming Friday night. Um, it's kind of like a blossom like venue. Um, and, uh, I got a Facebook invite. It's called Jort Jam 2K19. Um, and so apparently there's like 50 people going that RSVP'd on Facebook, tons more invited. And so it's just a good old fashioned tailgate in this, uh, basically open field and everyone is required to wear jorts. That's the only rule then you're supposed to have fun on top of that. But as long as you're wearing jorts, I, I think you're going to have a good time. So those two go hand in hand. I have not made my jorts just yet. I actually did have a pair, but left those in Cleveland. I think I threw them out, uh, not, not thinking I would need them down here. But what do you know? The South uh, is very jort friendly, and uh, I'm going to have to you – love, You love to feel welcome like that right away. Yeah. Know? Oh, couldn't ask for much more. So uh, yeah. I am looking forward to – Getting after it, Chris Young and uh, some other guy, I think uh, Chris Jansen. Maybe it's two Chris's. Chris Jansen, is that another name that people would know? Sure. Uh, uh, you are, you're a country guy. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, I don't. I really don't know. It sounds kind of familiar. I think he does a song called Buy Me a Boat. Is that a... You can buy me a boat. Yeah, that's him. That's, that's the end. Buy me a truck to pull Yep, it. that's him. I'm going to go see him. <laughs> right. I'm going to be singing along to this on Friday night. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be pretty cool. We'll see. I have no idea what this place is like. I was just told it's a little bit blossom esque. Um, Are you going thrifting for George? I'm you got thrifting. An extra pair of jeans you can I'm cut. I'm thrifting, and I, there's a good chance I'm going to wear a USA tank top. Um, so I'm going to really fit into the uh, Southern culture. Really get behind my. Have you seen the the Natty Light Seltzers yet? I haven't, I seen, haven't them. seen them around yet. Because I was going to say it sounds like a perfect opportunity for some spike. I think I might. Um, bring a couple i'm gonna look for them i'll find them this week um all right post post work yeah so those are the post-grad plans guys and james you also before we do the song of the week you also have some song shout outs yeah well i'm just more more so i mean we had a little bit of trouble deciding on the song of the week this week um there's there's a lot of new singles that came out taylor swift uh i think had her number 35 song reached the number one song on itunes uh lover is the name of it kind of kind of a banger 
Uh, I think she's finally in like a happy relationship or something like that. So she's no longer singing sad songs, but she's, uh, she found one that she's happy with. And, um, so that's a pretty good song. And then, uh, Miley Cyrus on the opposite end of the spectrum slide away. Um, kind of a banger too, but for sadder reasons, she and Liam Hensworth split. I'm really trying to stay on top of my pop culture down here too. A lot more free time living alone. Uh, I'm hearing all the headlines. So I'm, I, uh, but have all the inside scoops. You got you got e news on just like twenty four. Just keep that on in the background. There's always some good debate on there. Never get bored with that on the TV. Um, so no, those are both pretty good songs. I saw them come out I think last Friday. Um, but no, neither neither of them were our song of the week. Uh, Frank, what do you got for us? Well, I got I got to actually pick, and uh, I just I said I wanted to do this because uh, I brought up shrimps having hearts. Um, in he- in their heads and so i want to pick a song by the head and the heart that i added to my playlist it's an older one i'm pretty sure correct uh it is yeah i think it might might have been one of the first ones that kind of brought them on the map yeah i think it was on their first album um but just hadn't heard it really uh lost in my mind by the head and the heart um really a good catchy tune and uh yeah james any anything you want to add on it um just- no i mean hey i saw them at red rocks a little bit a little bit ago when i was in denver uh, hell of a band really good i might actually might see them again they come to north carolina in like a month and a half i think they'll be in cleveland not too long i don't know about columbus for you but i think they play at nautica in cleveland i think you would have a good time if you went to that maybe yeah, maybe man, even gonna, i definitely need to i need to start looking into concerts and get maybe some, even bring megan along or something that. like that i don't know yeah i hope hopefully if she if she says hopefully. yes I, I don't i can't read into read into her mind because I'm lost in my own mind. Um, so with, yeah. Oh, wow. There we with, go. With that, I think uh, it's a good time for me to shut up and uh, call this call this episode number 26. Frank, any, yep, dogs, any, dogs got to eat. Dogs got to eat. All right, that's enough.